0: This is Andrew McPhail. Welcome to a special episode of Sacred Airspace. Today, Carrie and I are not feeling so well. I am feeling the better of the two of us. And so I invite you to a hastily composed but wonderful ad hoc trip to Poets Corner. I've been working on a few poems over the last week, and um, without reaching too deeply into these, I'm going to simply share them and you know and gather the reaction. Um, some were written for somebody very special to me, and I originally didn't intend to release them, but she said, I think a lot of people would really be able to connect with what you're saying here. And uh, with that, I think we... Oh, my beloved, some thanks for having these gifts brought out for everyone else to appreciate. And the first of these is called The Seven Words. For seven years, you have drawn my gaze. For six years, held my body and my mind. For five years, been a wider sea than I could sail. For four years, you've been my vision. For three, my true confessor. For two, stalwart companion for miles, Amid the sun and snow and rain. For one year, you have watched the seasons change within my soul, And in that time, my shattered mirror was melted down And poured into a better mold. For seven hours today, we've glimpsed a snapshot Of moments made of decades yet to come. For seven minutes now, we sit and share some simple verse of journeys overlapping into one. For seven seconds, I'll repeat the thankful words I've said so many times when days are through. And in the waning light of breath and life, you'll see these seven words will still ring true. This next one is a poem that could only have been written by a fountain pen enthusiast. And it's called Ink Spills. You shake your head reprovingly. Why do you own those pens? You ask as I clean out components from a stubborn nib and feed again. And earlier today, before you'd even made it home, an ink bottle regurgitated suddenly. Staining hands and desk and papers as I tried to fill a piston. And I shook my head and scrubbed my fingers raw. Only vaguely fading blotchy stains I'll carry hence for four more days. Tomorrow I'll go back to jail to learn a different freedom. To bleed or drag until it's clear that something there still bears repair. I'll take myself apart once more. Scrub away old residues, replace the pieces worn down past the point of further use. Reassemble, test flow, smile quick and low, and over ink-stained hands look toward a tiny slit of gleaming light, whose slow arc I match across the room as finite captive day gives way to majestic boundless realms of winter's night. This next one is called Insanity. The best of my insanity is the part you love the most. The balladeer glad belting out that high-climactic line. The poet wrapped in silence, plucking words from the horizon. The spy discerning patterns in the palace of the mind. The practical philosopher... Assured in knowing how he knows he knows Your sly smirk flashes past As I assure you I am Hatter Mad By far the best insanity that you have ever had This one's called Echoes Echoes of the ache reverberate behind her stolid eyes when no one's there to see. The yearning presses down atop her solitary sighs when no one's there to hear. She moves with smoothness every time I'm near, and knows I cast my eye, incline my ear. Her stride matches mine, pace for pace, from room to room, through the hall and up the stairs, we may say words or bask in silence, but when end begins again, we are each other's shadows, counterpoints, self same skin. This next one is about the anticipation of an intense experience, and it might be a little more versatile than I give it credit for, so I'm not going to give it more verbal annotation than that, Uh, but it's called Overwhelmed. At first I said I had only known once, then deafened into listening, blinded into seeing as gripped within a visceral wave, a part of which a part of me became. Then outflow, undertow, a road to realms whose being cannot be foreknown. When it first became past, the present deepened out around. My ears dug tunnels and built ladders to surmount a wall of sound. My eyes traversed the spectrum, saw it gathered to its source, the lightless textured night with no reprieve and no remorse. And after opening, closed again, dove deep, to greatly swim, to greatly sleep, to dare a dream made real held sweet, awakened in a room without a door, where pilgrims sojourn till they live, To quest for its frontiers forevermore. This one's called Comparisons. You are top shelf martini, strong, smooth, spicy, and upon request, a little dirty. Would be a shame if that were all You are the last page of the puzzle book More ingenious even than the cunning connoisseur Could quite decode You are the niggling riddle's answer The common ground containing both the simile and the real You are the sage's teacher The mind-confounding paradox that must and cannot be You are the compass needle's pin, the code within the classifieds, the way the swallowtail will live, but only once she's died. You are the shape of birdsong, dear frame that holds my heart, a day within a string that has no ending and no start. And this one's called Untitled. I gave you my life with the heart of a saint, wishing you'd find all you wanted, hoping like an unlit candle in a nighttime room. I worked with my will, made you castles out of clouds, gave you house and home and motherhood even when I wasn't sure. When your train pulled in at El Dorado Station, you thought your heart would be standing there, holding a bouquet, waiting on the platform, a reunion long overdue. Yet your journey was much longer. You didn't dream this little twist. Everything was as you planned it, Still you found yourself humming something more than this. Betrayal sneaks up quietly. That's how it gets its way. We've got our manifestos until life gets in the way. It isn't that you lied to me. It isn't that I didn't care. I set my compass on the destination point we picked but never found you there. As a child I liked to think that I could summon wind by whim, and choreograph its dance and do it all again, again, again. Now I know benevolence was laid up for me long ago, before time started slipping forward with these midnight minutes slow. I used to learn by thinking, these days I learn by not. The best of my brain beats deep in my chest. The best way to begin is to stop. This one's called Not Coffee, Not a Poem. Ethiopian, not because I wanted it, and not that it's not good. But also, never bought till there's no other beans around. And knowing I'm not brilliant before three or four good sips, And none too stoked for driving muddle-headed, And grateful not to have to go without, I made it. Not my usual brew, resolving not to wait for taste, Till after I had headed out, one sip, then two, My eyes not open, I was there with you not familiar not home not saying no though no light besides the candles not an ordinary old merlot not skin or wine but both combined no familiar touches on our lips no rush no words no pressure no nails digging into hips No apt description for the nights which were no tryst, no question. We were born to be reborn like this. Not love, not sex, not coffee, not another sentimental poem. Just ripples rolling out across the waters of my soul. From that first night when no excuse would let us leave each other not made whole. This is The Late Traveler. Amid a quiet afternoon, upsprung from between two among hundreds of browning, curling leaves, a burst of wings, glinting gold of days gone by resurrected one more time. Oh, fly far, fair friend, linger not, do not tarry. Who knows how many days remains for each of us? Clematis blossoms herald the noonday sun; their tiny trumpets now ivory. We are all eternal. Well, today, one more time. This one is called Moth. She saw light love at first sight and with a rush warmth sudden heat with curlicued miniature orbits years and seconds homing in on the flame dancing endlessly shimmering yellow to gold with glints of white and blue over a red wick was she missing it Or did it dodge her every pass? Persistently, relentlessly, she wheeled and looped and finally felt the moment the first flakes of each wing catching fire and the whoosh and pop of torrid air. Sotto voce advice, a moment too late. May you find what you're looking for. This is Reversals. This morning by Main Street, slate-thick, heavy clouds processed east. Woolly, wispy strands above them rode west. The day coaxed out the heat stored underground, absorbing all the dew. This afternoon by the river, speedboat wakes ran north. Deeper currents pushed south. Gusts on the hill no sooner stole my hat than blew it back. Even the eagle overhead first fought, then soared upon the fickle wind. I stood transfixed, unsure if I should amble on or walk back home again. This one's called After the Flood. When sunlight finally fell Ruby trumpets greeted it Their stems wedged between berm and street Beneath the painted-on town hall tower clock That never ticks or shifts At this I smiled and feared Have we not sprung up past a flood Born to bloom but for a day Honeybee, gather up my dust Caterpillar, take my leaves before the moon may rise. This day already plots to steal away. An hour arrives when hands cannot hold back the shadows. Let us make what all we can and may of honey, love, and good. This one is called The Mantis. The mantis prays, then eats or not, then searches on and finds shelter or not, and waits for rain to slake her thirst or not, and so much else, varied, different, all the same, wordless, stone faced. Pleasure, patience, pain. The mantis prays and lives or not, and still, somehow, she always prays. We'll wrap up on this one today, and this is called Enola. By a thin sliver crescent moon, Enola moved smoothly through time and air, swift, silent. In the wake of wings above her sheened like tar, and in whose flowing strokes glanced glimmers of each tiny star, a raven moving tree to tree to tree, to trace an unseen trail toward a balcony, and doors behind which a tiny golden glow danced dimly. "'dampened by the slate-gray window, "'holding back both light and night-time breeze. "'Alighting, all a-flutter for a moment, "'then sure and still above the window perched, "'the raven gave a little lean and then a peck "'upon the sash, then on the pane. "'A sharp tick-tick, and then again, tick-tick, "'the beak became the sound of falling frozen rain.' the door creaked open then stepped out a man of wild eyes unruly hair he stood bemused or steadfast searching hoping vainly he would not find no one there lenore he asked the knight still sifting out the shadows from the trees below the balcony hoping something more And then a furious, desperate yell into the great beyond, Lenore! As if mourning for a hope no longer worth the waiting for. Through the grove his echoes mocked and mimicked, Cascading ever quieter until they were no more. And for a moment just the gentle patter of soft feet across a marble floor. And with that the wild man turned, retreated, fastened tight the door, the raven waiting just above the window as before. Tick, tick! Another round of pecking on the cloudy windowpane. The raven shifted, then prepared to stoop and tap again. But hinges creaked, out swung the window with an angry squeal, then mutterings from the wild man of words that once perhaps were even real. With one long hop, the raven dropped into the study room, and for a time Enola thought of how to join the bird. But soon the cackling ramble of the wild man returned. His voice intoned some novelty and deference to start, but soon began to voice the discontent within his heart. He knew the bird an omen and resented it the more and begged of it prophetic words, and somehow silence bade him beg the more. His fervor grew still greater as he urged the bird to speak, yet gave it hardly time enough to open up its beak. At last a pause, a drop of hope, like desert dew at dawn, a shining speech of solitude no sooner real than gone. A caw! the raven then replied. The wild man stood mute, "'then raged unbridled at the sound with froth and vitriol. "'Nevermore!' he screeched, as if to deafen all within, "'and render it impossible to hear the word again. "'More vile effusions issued forth, but still the raven sat and waited, "'and in some relenting seconds it reiterated, "'A craw!' which drove the wild man to lengths not often seen. "'He spewed collisions of hard sounds inscrutably obscene.' He staggered, then he swayed, half-sat and finally toppled. A pile of bones and bags of skin draped loosely across the desk. The raven turned and hopped again, then in the window leaned and stretched. A thickly feathered wingspan, like a storm front toward the west." Well, thank you so much for joining me for this extended edition of Poets Corner, a brief episode that will bridge you forward toward the end of our second season. Um, next Tuesday, the last episode of this season episode 46 which is more short fiction from the uh, from the serialized series Sharon uh, will be available I think it's the I think it's the most exciting collection of chapters yet and I hope you greatly enjoy it uh, please by all means uh, write to us at po box 845 in Windsor Connecticut six zero nine five that's the new sacred airspace post office box uh, find us online not only in in your podcast browser, where we invite you to leave a five-star review and, uh, and comments Uh, But also to join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash sacred airspace podcast, where you'll have the opportunity to enter into the subscription level sacred friendship with us, where you pen pal back and forth with us and you have access to a monthly bonus episode, a monthly Zoom hangout, discounts on products and services, and the opportunity to share your art and what brings significance to your life on air as part of the sacred airspace community. Thank you so very much for your support and for your faithfulness in listening, for enjoying, for writing in, and for contributing. Uh, We wish you a wonderful holiday season and end of the year, and we look forward very much to rejoining you uh, with our, our first recording coming on. January 1st of 2023, when once again, we'll take a look at what it means to be reborn into renewing our mission with the podcast. That episode will be called Manifesting is Messy. And uh, we look forward to the journey in season three. Thank you so much once again. Blessings upon you all. Go in peace.